Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Do you like listening to advertisements? Me neither. Want to help and support creators directly? Then head to dailytechnewsshow.com slash support and help us reach our new milestone today. This is the Daily Tech News for Tuesday, May 29th, 2018 in Los Angeles. I'm John Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. And from Up a Ladder Studio, I'm Ayaz Akhtar. <laughs> Up a Ladder Studio. Is that new? Yeah. Have you said that before? I like that. No, I'm in the loft. I figured it'd be better than saying loft studio. Up a Ladder without a care in the world. That's me. It's good to have <laughs> you a here. Hat. I'm without a hat. Uh, big thanks to Sarah Lane and our producer, Roger Chang, uh, for holding down the fourth the past two weeks while I've been gone. The shows were great. I enjoyed every one of them. They were fantastic. Possibly well, you know, Roger and I chuckled amongst ourselves that although Tom was on vacation, you know he was listening to every oh, show. He always listens. Well, because this is, you know. If one day awesome. he decides to sell the show to some nameless corporation, he'll still listen. <laughs> it was my morning. It was my morning listen in Australia. It was, it was very nice. No, it was great. We missed you uh, a lot. Um, but with Roger's help and, of course, all of our contributors, we held down the fort and everything ran smoothly and the audience was great. And I would say you did more than just hold down the fort. You you. You built the fort. You improved the fort. The fort was enjoyable to tour yeah, around in. Yeah. I, uh, I hyperlooped the fort. <laughs> All right. Enough of this. Let's start with a few tech things you should know. Apple's HomePod smart speaker can now play in multiple rooms simultaneously and in stereo mode via AirPlay 2 in iOS 11.4. Apple announced this about four months ago. HomePods can also sync with other AirPlay 2 enabled speakers. Apple also announced that HomePod will be available in Canada, France, and Germany starting on June 18th. iOS 11.4 has a few other features, including messages and iCloud support. Hmm. Uber's new panic button is now live in the United States, so riders can get immediate help in the case of an emergency during their ride. It's part of a new safety center within the Uber app that includes info on the driving screening process, insurance protection, community guidelines, etc. Uber previously tested the panic button in India, and Uber says a similar button for drivers will be added soon. Let's talk a little bit more about what's going down in the uh, the down under near but not in Australia. 
I was so excited to talk about this article. The Papua New Guinean government is banning Facebook for a month in order to crack down on fake users and see how the service affects its population. Communication Minister Sam Basil said his department will conduct research and analysis on who was using the platform and how. Papua New Guinea has around 7 million people, but recent stats on Internet use have put Internet penetration at just 12 percent. I don't know enough about Papua New Guinean politics to say, but it does seem from the outside as if this is sort of a PR play, uh, as if the government is saying we've been hearing about this controversy and we want to appear to be doing something about it. Well, and in other countries, not this particular one, uh, sometimes these sorts of things happen before elections or something that's going to be happening uh, in the near future that, that it might actually have some significance to. I have not been to Papua New Guinea, but 12% of a population of 7 million using the internet in general, even if all of those people were using Facebook, it's a pretty small sample size. And a month of not using Facebook, I'm not totally sure what kind of analysis you're going to get about how the the uh, the you know population differs between having it and not. But it's interesting. Yeah, and and you a lot of times in low internet penetration situations, Facebook is one of the first things people use. Facebook has its free basics program to encourage that, uh, but it also is is just widely used by people as a way to connect for for free, right? Without having to use text messages, etc. Jeff Bezos not only announced Amazon would save the Expanse TV show at the Space Development Conference in Los Angeles, but also that his Blue Origin company wants to develop manufacturing on the moon. That may take 100 years to get going, but Bezos (laughs) is not deterred. He has a proposal for a NASA partnership with Blue Origin to develop a lunar lander capable of delivering five tons of payload. Blue Origin's first orbital rocket, New Shepard, is scheduled to fly sometime in the 2020s. Uh, I'm a lot of light as usual with Amazon. I'm not sure how much heat. Definitely Blue Origin uh, is trying to get their name in the headlines the way SpaceX has. SpaceX, granted, has gotten their name in the headlines because of Elon Musk's penchant uh, for hype, but also because they've actually reused rockets that went orbital. Uh, Blue Origin has reused a rocket, but it wasn't orbital. So it's, 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 Time for Bezos, I think, to to try to play that game a little bit. And saying moon colony certainly lights up the headlines. But what he's talking about is leading an effort to create a manufacturing base on the moon, which is something that's going to take decades to 100 years. That makes sense. I love that we're living in the future. This sounds absurd. Okay? Just hearing it sounds absurd, but it's happening. So, well, and that's that's why that's why it works in the headlines because you want to hear this. You want to hear like, "Oh, moon colonies finally." We've been you know dreaming about this since the '60s or before. Like, make it happen. But he's talking about m- mining developments or manufacturing, yeah. right? Saying let's take advantage of the ubiquitous sunlight, the water that is trapped under the surface, uh, the raw material in the in the legolith. There will obviously have to bring some materials up from Earth, but he thinks it could still make sense uh, and even be efficient to do manufacturing on the moon because of those natural advantages. So what do we think is the over under on Blue Origin and NASA actually uh, creating a partnership? It is so uncertain what NASA is going to do from administration to administration because it's constantly being jerked from one side to the other. 
It's hard to say. Uh, I, I have no idea. Now, Bezos says that he'll go on doing this even if he doesn't get NASA's support. So may happen anyway. Uh, meanwhile, China's ambassador to the UN, Xi Jinping, has invited all countries, regardless of their size and level of development, to participate in the China space station scheduled to become operational in 2022. European Space Agency already has an agreement and has been sending astronauts to China for training. The International Space Station may cease operations as early as 2025 because the U.S. wants to end NASA funding for it, at least right now. Uh, NASA has a proposal for a smaller gateway orbital station nearer to the moon. A lot of people are skeptical that that would take, which would leave after 2025 China as the only orbital space station. Uh, and anyone who takes them up on this uh, would then be able to use that as a, the only research platform in space. So this could be a huge shift in the focus of space research. Right now, the United States doesn't allow China to have access to the International Space Station. It would be Interesting to see if China would allow the U.S. I doubt the U.S. would ask, but it would be interesting to see. Well, in our current political uh, landscape, I don't know. The U.S. and China seem to be making all sorts of trade deals. Obviously, what it's, I'm referring to has nothing to do with space. Sure. But it is unpredictable, right? On on one day, it's trade war. And the next day, it's we have a deal. So who knows, right? And anything seems like it's as good a bet as as another it's just really hard to tell it's entirely uncertain do you think anybody's gonna like have security concerns about being in a chinese space station if we're being watched that way i imagine the deals would have to be pretty tight yeah this. i i mean not not for being watched so much i mean if you're on any space station you're i mean the iss they watch every minute you have just for safety reasons. But I think it's less about <laughs> well, you don't just go there and kind of, you know, <laughs> lounge. Go I think it's grid. less about surveillance and more <laughs> about sharing of technology. Like if you do research on the China space station, it, you know, it, are you going to have to keep it under wraps? Are you going to have to share it with China first or is it going to be as open uh, to everyone to use? Uh, I would hope that it would be open, but it is cool to just, you know, take take the countries out of it, the idea of having a new orbital platform that is open uh, and encouraged for all societies humans. to build on that's the ethos the ethos of space that i support what an idea humans enjoying space together yeah just what the okay. iss is supposed to be and and often is if not entirely so there's a paper published in annals of oncology which describes the results of an experiment using a neural network to spot skin cancers easy for me to say in this study 86.6 percent of skin cancers were identified from images by human dermatologists the neural network identified 95%. The neural, the neural network also misdiagnosed fewer benign moles as malignant. The tool would be used to aid dermatologists in diagnosis, not replace doctor examinations. So if you're worried about robots taking your job, just relax for now. Hey, man, when it comes to cancer, if the robot can do it better, bring it on. Yeah, the, one of the reasons I want to talk about this story is it's an advancement. Uh, 18 months ago, I think we talked about on DTNS another story about uh, improving on dermatologists' ability to catch melanomas or skin cancers. Uh, this is an improvement on that. It's getting even better. But the point of the story, this is what I like to hammer home, is not, and therefore doctors won't be needed anymore. Uh, doctors are still entirely essential to spotting cancers because this was only saying if you give a doctor an image only, not a physical examination. How good are they? Doctors do get to do physical examinations. So this is saying, hey, the computer's really good at telling you where to look. And then the doctor has a better chance of catching even more of them 
as a part of that examination because the AI is assisting, not replacing. And that just makes humans better. I like that. Yeah, exactly. I, I I believe in the last the last time we we talked about something similar to this, as you mentioned, uh, even we quoted a couple of doctors who said this is great. It 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 cuts down on the time that we're doing something that you know, we're trying to do best we can. But if 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 AI can do this for us, we can actually be better doctors. So this doesn't actually yeah get anybody out of a job necessarily. It makes doctors more efficient. Live trivia apps are a hit worldwide. I used to play HQ every day. I no longer do, but that's a story for another time. It's not just HQ, though. India has something called Loco. China has Million Dollar Hero. For example, Panya Studios launched a live trivia show twice a day in Thailand in March. With zero advertising, the app has had more than a million downloads and reaches around 250,000 active weekly users. It's also talking about expanding to other Southeast Asian countries, Malaysia, Taiwan, Singapore, Vietnam, Indonesia, and the Philippines. Co-founder Jacob Peterson says he wants to expand to more than just trivia with other TV quality interactive shows. Yeah, that's what fascinates me about this is all of these apps in their various regions have taken off. Uh, sometimes, as as with this one, without any kind of advertising. And the the founders here, they're two Norwegians and a Thai, who are the co-founders of Panya, they're, they're talking about the fact that they think they can create a new way of watching television. Now, Netflix has obviously disrupted serialized television, but you always talk about live television, live stuff as being the province of the older broadcast networks. They're still they're still got the domination on that. Well, this could be the chink in that armor. It, this could be the thing that moves uh, and disrupts that by saying not only are we live, but we're interactive. And granted, this is reality show type stuff. They talk in this article about a, a singing competition like The Voice being something they could branch into. But I could see this if that takes off, then down the road, moving into sports or news, et cetera. Well, and that's something that companies like Twitter and Facebook and others have tried to do. That whole we're watching something live together. Let's add another layer so people can interact with us with mixed results. I'm still of the mind that, I don't know, a lot of these apps are super fun. I loved HQ for a while. The notifications started to bother me, so I turned them off, and then there's no use anymore because I just forget when it's on. But really, the, you know, the, 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 the deep-down fun of it is not unlike Jeopardy, which has been around for 400 years. So it also <laughs> probably depends on the region that you're in. Certain countries, maybe trivia is, I don't know, a, a bigger deal. I don't know. Hiaz, what do you think? You know, I was one of those like flashbacks. Didn't Microsoft try this with Xbox Live with this like one versus 100 game? And they try to have okay. like, you would show up to a game that you play against other people. Now this idea of appointment television or appointment trivia, it's, I think it's hot for now, kind of like, who must be a millionaire? That was awesome for a while. And then you're like, I'm sick of this. It's usually like a, a cyclical thing. How do you get people to be somewhere live together? You just got to be live. I'll, I'll go you one better. Microsoft did a live trivia show on tech TV that <laughs> did not do very well. <laughs> then the Xbox Live thing was so like, much oh, well, that, that I don't even remember. That makes more sense. We'll do it on Xbox Live because then people have Xbox Live. This makes even more sense because, hey, smartphones, everybody's got a smartphone. Not everybody mm-hmm. has an Xbox. So I, it makes more and more sense over time to me. I, the jury's still out, though. You're right. Is is this just a flash in the pan? I mean, because Sarah, your reaction is also the reaction I hear to people who watch reality television sometimes. Like, oh, I was really into it for a while, and then it kind of my my interest waned. It 
it's 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 not it's not the trivia uh, format. It's not the live format. That's actually I I thought that HQ's execution was really fun, um, and I, I really did like it for a while. I also think it's a novelty. And again, if you don't have time right at the precise moment, which many of us don't because we have busy lives, you kind of fall off and it just ends up being something that, oh yeah, I did that for a while. But I know that uh, certainly in HQ's case, and I haven't tried any of the other apps, obviously, because they're international, but still has a huge user base. People love that. It got like 1.2 million for one particular stream one time, like set a record. Anyway, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes or so, subscribe to Daily Tech Headlines at dailytechheadlines.com. Now, a program in London has been providing some street performers with card readers, like credit card readers, uh, using Sweden's payment firm iZettle. The program has been so successful as a test that it's now going to be expanded over the coming months to cover all registered buskers, as they call the street performers in London. Performers said they saw a significant rise in contributions as people tapped to donate. And you U.S. folks, I've experienced this over the past couple of years, most credit card transactions internationally are tap, not not swipe, not even chip. Uh, so PayPal is in the process of acquiring iZettle. Not sure that that really makes too much of a difference, but it is good news for PayPal, I guess, if this is going to expand. I'm more fascinated with this idea that after all of our discussions about cashless in previous episodes, one of the things was like, what What about street performers? Somebody brought that up. Well, here you go. <laughs> Apparently, they've solved that part of the problem. This is something I've been thinking about for a while. Uh, I haven't, uh, I don't know, I've been, I've been to London, London lately, and I just now today learned that buskers is a word that means something. But if you think of a street performer or for whatever other reason, somebody that you might encounter who's, you know, asking for cash in order for a performance or some sort of entertainment or whatever, I thought when cash really goes away and, you know, I'm, I'm very uh, pro ban cash uh, just for myself because I hate cash, but what happens to all of these transactions that, you know, it's kind of a goodwill thing or, you know, somebody makes you happy and, you know, there's change or you, you know, have a little something in your wallet. What happens? Because if nobody has cash anymore, nobody's going to give you money and, can you still make whatever living you were making before? So this is really interesting. I think, Tom, you told me earlier today that some of the payment, though, is set. So you can't say, I'll give you, you know, five cents. Yeah, well, I, I imagine you could do it that way. The iZettle app works like Square or any of those others. But to make it easy, right, so that you don't have to sit there and interrupt the busker and say, uh, can, can, you, can you set it to a $1.50 or a pound 20? Uh, they just, Please pause. The, pause the picture, wonderful for Yeah, the picture on the BBC website showed two pounds tap to donate so that you could just decide, oh, if I want to give this person two pounds, boom, I'll tap, done, right? And that, and that was the end of it. I keep looking at this and I'm thinking if iZettle does get enough penetration with this and enough people, buskers, have this logo or something that looks familiar to people, it would take some of the the fright away from it. But the idea of like, oh, yeah, I'm going to tap my card and allow a credit card payment to some random person on the street who does have a busking license. Because there's there's a difference between a busker and a street performer. Busker has a license and they have to actually they have to be authorized to be in that space. I found this out through either Netflix and or the MTA because around the subway section, like the subway stations, they're everywhere. But if you don't have a license and you can't show it to a cop, they move you along. So if there's a standard and it's 
highly visible and it's got some security behind it and goodwill, maybe it would work. But I think that first couple of hurdles, it might be like the first days of e-commerce of like, put my credit card number on the internet. That's crazy. But we'll see how that goes over time. But with PayPal behind it, that might help as well. Apparently, the test showed that that didn't end up being a problem, that that buskers were making more because someone would come up and like, all right, sure, I'll t- I'll tap. Maybe I'll tap my phone. That way I can be sure that it's just the amount, right? And as soon as one person did it, it caused other people to kind of step up and go, oh, well, it seemed uh-huh. like work for that person. All right, so I'll do need, it too. So you need a busker and a buddy who's like, oh, this guy sounds great. Let me go over and tap. Look, yeah. that works no problem. Also, you I, should do it too. I'm sorry, Sarah, go ahead. No, no, it's fine. I, I, I want to know sort of, you know, like what kind of sign do you let folks know, you know, as they're you know, passing you on the subway, this is the way that you pay me. Thank you in advance. You know, like what replaces the hat? Well, it's a chalkboard in this one. I don't know if this is going to be the standard, but it looks like a little chalkboard that's set up it right next to the open suitcase that you throw your change in. Uh, and it says tap to donate two pounds backed by iZettle and busk in London. <laughs> Well, I mean, a part of me is like, ah, modern world, you know, it ruins everything, you know. But at the same time, uh, you know, as I has mentioned, especially in the New York, the New York subway, uh, probably more than anywhere else, you encounter these really talented people, you know, playing violin or whatever, whatever it is they're doing. And hey, you know, we all gotta, uh, you know, uh, evolve. And if people don't have cash anymore, I still want to support these folks. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm absolutely. Uh, and I, I, I have a different perspective on this than I would have two weeks ago because I just spent two weeks in Australia and I used cash once. One time I bought a bratwurst in the Victoria Market in Melbourne and that place didn't take credit cards. And I was shocked and stunned and I had to scramble and borrow money from my sister because I didn't have enough cash on me. But even in... Barrel, Mittagong, uh, 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 and and the the small towns. Barrel only has like thirteen thousand people. All the places, all the places, not only took credit cards, but they did tap, which meant I could use my phone. I would just walk up and and they'd be even a little surprised. I'm like, oh, can I use my phone? They're like, oh yeah, no, that's easier, right? There was one place in Barrel where my phone tap didn't work. They said they took it, but it, it didn't happen. Well, I just pulled out my chip credit card and that worked fine. In fact, tapping was easier because as a U.S. person, every time I, I did the credit card, they'd have to be like, oh, I guess we need a signature. That's weird. Okay, here you go. Sign this piece of paper. I don't know. But if I did the tap, it was all good. Like everything was fine. So this fits into that society. If you're in that kind of society, which by the way, Peter Wells and Raj Diouth, they've been telling us, and so have UK guys, like who actually uses cash anymore? Like you just tap for everything. I experienced that. It's it's real. Like little places, like little vendors in markets, people on the street, food trucks, they all took tap to payment. It was weird to get back to the US and go to the gr- drugstore and go, oh, right, CVS doesn't take Apple Pay. That's weird. Right. <laughs> I remember a few years ago, I think it was 2015. Anyway, you know, recently I went to Iceland and it was the first time that I had forgotten to get money and, you know, do a whole conversion thing. And I never needed it. And I was there for a week. And I remember being like, wow, I actually don't need local currency. Yeah. Iceland is, you know, pretty evolved in, in the sense, but you see that more and more. It's really interesting. I did pull out some cash. And so I used it on a cab where I didn't have to. I could have paid with tap. It was fine. And then, of course, when I get back to LA, 
I didn't have any American cash left because I didn't have any Australian cash to even exchange. And the cab driver was a little miffed that I was like, can I pay by credit card? He's like, you don't have cash. <laughs> so I well, get the difference in perspective. Some things are global, aren't they? <laughs> well, that's my point. In Australia, when I said, can I tap? They're like, yeah, sure. I mean, everybody does. Oh, you mean when you got back to the States? When I got back to LA is when uh-huh. the guy was like, what, you don't have cash? Hmm. All right. Right. No, it's like I probably have taken out money out of the ATM maybe once every two or three months just to have money in my wallet just in case I run into this, this scenario. But I'm more and more excited when I got a notification from Google Pay. They're like, your local supermarket takes Google Pay. And even though this is a nice little area where I'm in, in New York, it's a really old school supermarket. And I was shocked that you just have to pay. I was so excited. Yeah. And so that 20 bucks has been sitting in my wallet for way too long now. So I'm I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's the death of cash. I don't think cash is going away. I'm not bringing that. We're not bringing that element back. But tapping buskers that that just seems natural to me after two weeks of never using cash. Hey, thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddit. You can submit stories and vote on them at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com and in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. We still get the emails I hear, Sarah. We sure do. One comes from our patron, Andrew. Thank you in advance. Uh, Andrew says, last week you were talking about Google taking the top spot in the smart speaker market. This was Q1 2018, which it uh, it, it, it um, uh, uh, succeeded Echo for the first time. Andrew says, there might be something going on here. Maybe some inflated numbers on Google's side. For example, I recently bought a bunch of Nest products for a new house, and I was given five free Google Home Minis. They might be giving more away as free promos and using them for their overall numbers. That is usually when somebody brings up, well, that's shipped. How many did they sell? I'm like, eh, sold and shipped usually end up being about the same. But Om Malik brought up the same thing on Twitter, and and Om is a very thoughtful guy. Uh, so I think there might be something to it because they have been giving away so many. They've remember we talked about all these Google Donut stores where you could get donuts or win a home mini. Uh, it might be enough to at least cause a couple of percentage point difference there. I'm, I'm not sure how much, but you'd, you'd have to give a lot of them away to really move the needle, I still think. Although five Google Home Minis, I mean, one, yeah, great. I know. But, you know, it's kind of a big number. Absolutely. Uh, we also got an email from Ted who said, more Roger Chang, more Roger Chang, more Roger Chang, in all caps, three times. <laughs> he said Every, it three times. Yeah. <laughs> He said, hey, DTNS crew, like many people, I thought Roger Chang was just a producer and his curmudgeonly demeanor seemed to indicate that he liked it that way. This is just a note that I've been enjoying Roger's thoughts while Tom has been away and would be happy to get to hear more from him as part of the regular show. Chang, we can believe in. Ted. I think that should be a DTNS shirt. <laughs> Chang, we can believe in. I really I do. And a picture of Roger. Yeah. Like, you know, Roger, veto me if you don't I, like the idea. I would but wear one. I, I would, would wear one. I would too. Roger, see, this is the problem, Ted. When I was gone, you heard more from Roger, probably more even in the pre and post show than during the show. But you just piped in and then then went right away. Roger, Ted wants more of you. But that's what I do. Ted is not (laughs) satisfied with that, Roger. (laughs) Roger, you can't. You're all wrong. Cash is here. Wait until Tom goes on vacation to, to, to spit the knowledge that the people want. I, I, I will I will interject that there are moments in my life where I use cash because I'm in a part of town I don't want to be known that I was in. Oh, Rogers. In, in Melbourne, you can tap for that stuff. <laughs> 
I mean, hey, my favorite cheeseburger place down the street, cash only. So the, so. So the title will be Tap That Melbourne. No, I, I, that probably means something in slang somewhere <laughs> that we don't want to. <laughs> that we don't want to use. But there you go, Ted. Chang, you can believe in. Uh, uh, yeah. Sorry. No, no. Thanks. I'm sorry. Tom. I'm out on. of practice. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tom, uh, Ted and Andrew, thanks for the feedback. Thanks to everybody who gives us feedback. And also thanks to Ayaz Akhtar. Always good to have the gang back together. Ayaz, let folks know where they can keep up with everything else you're up to. Go find me on twitter.com slash Ayaz and uh, go to that cnat.com place. We just uh, launched a new show called Alphabet City. It's a show that covers everything to do with Google and its parent company, Alphabet, and anything that's related to it. So Android, YouTube, Waymo, whatever that jigsaw anything you can think of that's related to this uh company we talk about it. every tuesday new episodes and there's a new episode up right now nice excellent good name uh my apologies that i didn't let a tarantula walk on my arm before i left for australia but i i still plan to do that and and we have one more patron than last month that we're getting like right up against the end of the month tomorrow uh so we still our goal every month is to have at least one more patron than last month so give us a little margin there if you can and help us out at patreon.com slash dtns of course if you've been watching the video you've seen the fine daily tech news show hats that sarah and roger have been wearing i've got one too and you could have one as well just head to dailytechnewsshow.com slash store if you want to give us feedback, we want it. Our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. We're also live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. And you can find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Talking earbuds with Patrick Norton tomorrow. See you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.